0: Hi, this is Katrina Adams, and you're listening to Brothers on Tennis.
1: Yo, 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 everybody, what's up? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we, of course, are Brothers on Tennis. And yo, we are coming at you with yet another episode. You know there's some hot stuff going on in the world of tennis, man. So we are here to talk a little bit about it and, uh, yeah, you know, do what we do. Bryce, how you doing, my man? I am home. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, I, uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. I, uh, well I tell you I guess it's gonna be one of those type of episodes where I am just knocking stuff over for those people that that are listening to this in podcast form we are also recording this on Instagram live so I just knocked my whole setup over um, and but I, I think I kind of got myself back together but anyway it's so good yeah. To answer your question, man, I'm doing good. I'm just trying to stay safe, trying to stay um, healthy. Um, out there on the tennis courts yesterday, I don't know what happened to my net game. I came volley a brick into a building. Oh, um, that's yeah, not bro. Yeah, I was your, missing your a net lot. net game is tight, man. What's,
1: what's going on with that?
0: I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't the greatest yesterday, but I served pretty good yesterday. So okay. I, I'll, I'll take it where I can get it. But anyway. On to, you know, professional tennis. I'm just getting excited (laughs) that uh, we are days away from the women's tour officially kicking back off. So um, don't get me wrong. I've loved all the exhibition stuff, uh, but I'm kind of a little exhibitioned out now. Uh, I want to see people playing. I want to see points on the line. I want to see money on the line. I want to see people giving people side eye after certain shots um you know i'm looking for that type of engagement again and we're literally days away from seeing that i am right there with you my man i
1: mean it is so exciting that we are about to get back to some live tennis and i mean you've got other sports that are getting ramped up of course you got baseball that's trying to get itself going again and just all and, you know it's really a wonderful sign that sports is coming back to the table I think it will do the world a lot of good uh, to have, you know, to, some, some sport to focus in on. And like I said, tennis is, is absolutely no exception. Love, love it and cannot wait, bruh. And, but I tell you what, though, I, you know, watching the uh, world team tennis, bruh. I have to say it's it's been pretty darn competitive. I mean, they you know because you got a couple folks been giving some side eye. They, you know they, they like, look, I do want to win. I ain't right. trying to you know let my team down. So I mean world team tennis has really, really been good of late, bro. I'm just very, very happy, you know, about uh, how folks have been competing and just how they're getting their form together and getting back uh, getting back on track, you know.
0: Right. And I I want to acknowledge, I see a message uh, that just came through from uh, Miss Katrina Adams. And if you guys don't remember, that is our previous uh, CEO and president of the USTA. She wanted, and I think this is a good reminder, that uh, the World Team Tennis Competition is a real competition. Um, They do give out prize money. Um, There is a title at the end, and she will actually be calling the finals next weekend on the uh, CBS Sports Net network, so check that out um, if you get an opportunity yeah. to. Um, the I tell you what, look, the competition has been very good there, and for for a while, you've had the records of the teams be very, they've been very close, right? You know, I think at one point you had yeah, right, a, right. a one and a two, and then number three to number eight, they all had the same record, and now right. you're starting to see kind of some break away from the pack. And, and honestly, I predict the top four teams are going to be Philadelphia, Chicago, mm-hmm. Orlando, and New York that will make the finals. And I don't think there's really any uh, surprise as to why they would be in the finals because if you look at the makeups of these teams, these teams have the people that either have the strongest teams or the players that have been playing the absolute best. Uh, during uh, you know this week, because I'm telling you what, although Philadelphia is in, in in the first place is in first place right now. Yep. To me, the chi- the Chicago team that's number two is a stacked team. Very because stacked. You got Bouchard and Maddox Sands, who are really the top women's doubles team in there. That Brandon Nakashima, that dude. Ooh. They've been comparing his style a lot to Djokovic, uh, and I know that's a lot to to compare, but I mean, really, the guy doesn't have really any witnesses. Um, Sloane Stevens, I mean, we know that she can beat anybody on any given day, and we know that the converse is true as well. Um, (laughs) And I'm telling you what, that, uh, you know, even that, what's his name, Rajiv Ram, now, you know, See, I, if, I, see I, I'm not sleeping on Rajiv. No, I have no, I have, not Rajiv been, a lot. I have not been sleeping on him, and, and, and <laughs> I, I don't dislike him. I just know that if there is an opportunity to choke, he mm. will go out and grab that by the throat. So I you, mean, still hold, he, you still
1: holding those Olympics against Rajiv because you know you wanted him and Venus to get that time, which I did as well. But you know uh-huh. you harbor a little bit about that for him because I remember you and I were talking about that. You were like, that damn Rajiv Ram costing Venus a, a gold
0: Olympic. <laughs> Look, I know, I know, oh, I know he's a good doubles player and I know he has some great results. But even in World Team Tennis, I've seen where he didn't come through. Um in some of these matches yeah, where you, you would have thought that he as one of the top doubles players in the world would come through. It, it's, it's one thing to be a great player. It's another thing to be able to come through in clutch situations and I just feel like I've not seen Ram come through in some clutch situations. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he gives a lot of charities and all the good stuff, but you know just, I don't know it's hard <laughs> for me to get you know behind him sometimes and then philadelphia i mean philadelphia has been doing it i mean sophia kinnon i mean she's kind of dropped off a little bit with some of her singles results as of late but she's a she's right. a great option there taylor fritz has come through um i'm a big fan of fabrice martin I, actually i take for Bruce martin uh over rajid ram any day um he's a great doubles player and I like Taylor, Fabrice
1: I like Fabrice. A yeah, lot. I
0: like him a lot. I like him a whole lot and and really, Taylor Townsend has come through for them big in some of the doubles matches.
1: Ooh, you know, big time. I mean, it, it, honestly Bryce, at one point, I was actually thinking in my head, should Taylor potentially Focus 100% on women's doubles and get to one, get to number one in the world. Cause she's got the capability. She's she literally, her hands are so good. Her game is just so good. And it it crossed my mind. I was like, I wonder if she's ever considered that, just actually focusing on doubles and getting to number one in the world. Because in truth, she can. She's that
0: good. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, uh, and that's very interesting that you make that comment. I think that's a possibility, but I also think that that would be a cop-out because she has the talent and the ability to be a great singles player. I, I just I just question some other factors um, that yes. she could probably control that is impacting that. Because what I'm tired of hearing is I'm tired of hearing people talk about the, the match with Simona Howell. Because what frustrates me about that match is that Simone, that was one of the, and we were there for that match. That was yes. an incredible win. And to me, Ooh. that was an example of what we should be seeing from Taylor Townsend day in and day out. And the exactly. fact that commentators and people can only go back and talk about that one match. There, there, there was no follow-up of that result. Afterwards,
1: you know, well, yeah, and you and I saw, like I said, when we went to that one challenger event out here in what was it, Newport Beach? Newport Beach, yeah, Newport Uh Beach. Again, we saw her, and we were sitting out there like, why is she playing like she played at the U.S. Open? And it just seemed like she reverted right back to her old style of play, Uh which it just didn't make much sense to me. And you know, i've I've made my comments on the on the coaching front, which I'll, I'll reserve. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, really and truly, she needs somebody in her ear that's going to really keep her pushing in that direction because, boy, oh, boy, man, she looks so good at that U.S. Open, B. I mean, that that to me was the highlight of, well, we did have a lot of highlights in that 2019 U.S. Open. We did. But I tell you what, that was a great highlight to be in the stadium watching that match against her and Simone Howard. It was incredible. And it I see that Katrina fun. put a comment in there as well mm-hmm. saying that, nope, she ha- she's got the talent. She needs to keep going with her singles. Mm-hmm. The singles will, of course, benefit the doubles. Agree with you 100%, Kat. I just, I just want her to get the right messaging going on in her head because she's got mm-hmm. so much talent. And I just, feel like it, I, I just feel like it's going untapped. And, and, and it's just, in my eyes, a shame because she should be much higher in
0: the singles ranking than she right. is right now. Yeah. And, and I know it's easy for us to say on the sidelines, right? You know, like, you should be doing this. You should be better at this or whatever. But it's just disappointing a little bit when you get so excited about somebody that has – you see they have the natural ability. She has hands that nobody has on the tour, right? And you yep. just would like to see her fulfill that potential just a little bit more. Now, granted – She's still young. I mean, it's not like yeah. she's thirty or anything, and not like right. time's running out. But it kind of is, you know. You're, you know, you're only young for so long, and this is really the time that you should, you know, be making your grind. So we're, we're going to get off of that because I don't want <laughs> this to become like. You know, we don't love Taylor Townsend or we oh. don't, you know, support and her, whatever. It.
1: Exactly. Direct you opposite. Know. We love Taylor Townsend, in fact. I mean, right. it's just a matter of we just want her to be able to maximize her skill set. Right, exactly.
0: Um, and then I'm going to tell you what, there's, you know, we've talked about Philly and Chicago because they're at the top of the pack and they have these two really strong teams. But there are two other teams that you have to keep your eye out for. And one of them, of course, is the New York Empire because that, that one-two combination <laughs> they have of Kim Kleisters you know, uh, ain't nothing changed but my lip Kleisters and you got uh, Jack's, <laughs> you know, Jack sock who is a threat every time he steps on the court in any event, right. singles, doubles, right. or mixed doubles, they have been producing some really nice results. What do you think? I absolutely agree with you, Bryce. I mean,
1: you know, Kim, of course, is undefeated in singles play. Now, mind you, she's, you know, she's she's got a little bit of an inju- injury that she's kind of working through. But I tell you what, kudos to Sabine Lisicki because, remember, today mm-hmm. they were supposed to be, it was supposed to be kleisters against Venus, and unfortunately Kim had to you know had to sit down and then Lasicki came in which you know and I I've, I've talked to you about this in years past man I've always thought that the Sabine Lasicki has underachieved to me she right. is she's been like I said when I looked at the German players back in the day to me it was Sabine Lasicki it was Julia Gerges and it was oh. Pekovic those were my 3 and I was like, yo, those are my, like, those are like my Charlie's angels, man. Those are the three that are just gonna pop off and things are gonna be just crazy. Well, Angie Kerber came in and was like, don't none of them y'all just have anything on me. Right. And, then <laughs> <laughs> Kerber was like, this, this, this is my game. So y'all right. need to move it to the side, which was surprising to me because I always thought Angie Kerber was the more, you know, this less uh-huh. mentally stable of them all, but she has come through. But again, getting back to the Germans and Lisicki specifically, I just feel like she has a big game, yeah. big old forehand, and and like I said, unfortunately, she handled up on Venus today in World Team Tennis. You know, backing up Kim Clijsters, she was just like Venus ain't nobody scared. I mean, I, now I tell you what, <laughs> right, this is what was crazy to me, but it, it touched my heart, bro. It touched right. Sabine actually cried. After she got that victory over Venus, bro, that, that tells you something. I mean, she, she, like, you know, that means something. Like, and I, I, I I thought that was pretty, 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 pretty cool to be very Mm -hmm. honest with you that she would put her, you know, that much into it and try and win for her team. So, so again, folks, world team tennis, Hey, it's, it's popping off. It's doing good, but you're sorry. I'm going all over the place. New York York is popping, bro. And I agree with you a hundred percent to me. They are the dark horse if yeah. you got a healthy Kim uh-huh. I honestly, and, a health, and Jack is doing his thing, if uh-huh. you got those two I honestly feel like they could sneak sneak up in there and pull the upset and they might snatch this away from both
0: Chicago and Philly. I absolutely uh, agree with you and who I want to give like a, a special mention to, the the, the fourth yeah. team I had in the top four right now was Orlando and although if you look at their lineup you may say uh, they kind of have a bit of a busted squad they have really performed. I mean, you know, I mean, I think all of our listeners know I'm not the, bi- the biggest Tennis Sangren fan. But the dude has been going out there and getting the job done, you know? Um, and then yes, Yeah, and then Jessica Pagula. I mean, she's come through big for them in doubles and in singles. And we know why she had to come through for them because Miss Danielle Collins... Miss, I'm going to do what I want to do, you know. And, and, and we talked, right. And we talked about this at length last week when we were on our locker room show um, on Wednesday night. You know, we we're very disappointed in Danielle Collins. Uh, and, 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 and even more so now that she's come out and said, oh, I didn't know we could leave the facility. Are you serious? Come on. What was the whole premise of this event was to get everybody in the same location so that they can control the environment, keep everybody safe, everybody healthy. And she thinks that she can just jump in her car, cross state lines, go back to her alma mater two hours away and because she's going back for some supplements and vitamins. You, you know, you couldn't you couldn't get those delivered to you. Exactly, right. You, you know, I mean, I, I know what she went back for. She ain't going to admit it. But, you know, she went back for supplements and, and vitamins. And then, you know, I think she took this whole approach of, well, I'm probably, it'll be easier for me, for me to ask for forgiveness than for permission. But guess what? World Team Tennis said, we ain't forgiving you. You know, and I love the word choice they have continued to use on Danielle Collins, which is she was dismissed from World Team Tennis for 2020. And I love the word dismissed because the connotation of it has got a little bit of stank on it. It's like (laughs) she wasn't released. She wasn't benched. She was dismissed because she chose to do what she wanted to do. She put her own health at risk. She put the health of everybody else involved in Team Tennis at risk. It annoys me that she came out and said that she didn't know she couldn't leave the facility. You're in a resort, a resort that has everything you need. I would have, rather, I'd have had more respect for Danielle if she came out and said, "My bad, y'all. I, you know, I just was kind of feeling like I wanted to go oh. do this, right." But she didn't, she wanted to go this route. Oh, I didn't know. If you didn't know, then you and your team are some of the most clueless people on this planet because everybody knew you weren't supposed to leave the premises.
1: Exactly. I mean, you said it spot on, bro, and I agree with you 100%. Everybody knew, and you and and I were talking about this a little bit, and it goes back to even her calling out Djokovic. It's like, that's, that to me is very two-faced, because you're gonna call somebody else out, and then you're gonna do pretty much the same thing. Wow. Just just disregard everyone else's you know um, uh, stake in this, and go out of the bubble, if you will, and, and do what you wanna do. That's, that, that to me is unacceptable. And, 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 and like you said, to come back and then just be like, oh, well, I didn't know, you, that's poor. That's a poor, poor excuse and it's just not taking ownership like you said come on back and say yo y'all my bad i'm really really sorry i mean just own it apologize right. for it and move forward but don't don't play the dumb game like oh i just didn't know it, it's too much going on for you not to
0: know come on now right and and so just for the record i applaud world team tennis for doing what they did they made an example out of her They gonna let her know you know there's already a lot of concern about whether you know we can successfully have these tournaments in the u.s you know with tiafo you know getting the virus down in atlanta we're coming up on a big um decision on uh cincinnati in new york in the u.s open and we can't have people out here feeling like they can just do whatever they want to do and there are no consequences there are no repercussions and so um danielle collins i, I gotta say this was not a good look on you and hopefully you'll walk away from this and as you know with it being a learning lesson but uh, this was not a good move on your part in any way shape or form i agree brother i agree 100 percent Crazy, so, crazy, crazy. So let's let's continue to talk about women's tennis. Uh, you know, we are yeah. literally a week away from the official WTA tour, starting back again with its first tournament in Palermo, Italy. Um, we, yeah. you know, we're very excited. We've got some good names like Vodrasova and Martic and Kanta uh, that's going to be playing. And I know they're trying to get uh, – Pliskova right now. I think she said she's going to let them know by Tuesday. Uh, But they really want Pliskova now because Miss Simona Halep, who was supposed to be their top seed, just withdrew. And the tournament is not very happy about it. I mean, Simona came out and said, you know, they've had an uptick in COVID-19 cases in Romania. Uh, She's already kind of skittish about international air travel. And then they also heard that the um, the who was it the health minister from Italy stated that anyone coming from like Bulgaria or Romania they would have to go through the 14 day quarantine. But the tournament director came out and said there was already an exemption for that for the players that were going to be playing. So that should not have been a reason for her to pull out, especially at this late moment. And one of the things that we have to remember for all of these tournaments coming up there are going to be a lot of individual decisions that are going to be made by camps so of whether they play or not, and there's going to be a lot of factors and, and health is obviously one of the, the big ones in safety, but you have to imagine Palermo, you know, they've been advertising that how it's going to be there for quite a while. Uh, they wow. felt like they had everything lined up and that they're, they're a little bit salty that this was a kind of a last minute pullout.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 it's really tough, B, because, you know, I can understand their saltiness, but I can also understand where Simona's coming from. I mean, you know, in these times and, and, you know, you and I have talked about the Rona and everything, and it's just not something to play with. So if you are not comfortable, to me, you have to exercise your right of saying, you know what, I'm not going. And, and I, I can't be mad at her for that because, again, if you don't feel 100% comfortable, then you should not put yourself at risk. And I think that that's just where she came out to now. Like I said, I'm fortunate that it was late in the game and now Palermo kind of has to, to do some reshuffling. But in truth, that not that what we've been doing over the last five, six months here? Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's so, I mean, to them, I, I, I can appreciate them being salty and they have kind of a right to be, but at the same time, they need to understand that in these unprecedented times, things are going to be very volatile and you have to be able to, you know, flex flex and move, flex and move. It's like, yo, yo, you know, because unfortunately, like I said, that's just
0: where we're at. So, I I, I feel for both sides, put it that way. Right. And we already kind of knew what um, Hal's position was because, I mean, in general, because she was one, if not the very first person to say, I'm not coming to the U.S. Open. Right. So, we already knew there was kind of something there for her with that. But... Kind of on the flip side of things, a week after the Palermo Open, we had this top seed open in Lexington, Kentucky. And they have been racking up the names for this tournament. And I know we yeah. talked about this Wednesday night, but just as a reminder, here are the early commitments for that tournament. Serena Williams, Venus Williams, Sloan Stevens, Victoria Azarenka, Coco Golf. Amanda Amanda Ana Samova, Ariana um, Sablenka, uh, Joanna Conta. I mean, this is as strong of a tournament as you would have any time during a regular year.
1: Oh, yeah. It's insane. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that draw is going to be absolutely insane, and you better know that I am going to be on my couch with some popcorn, watching every single drip, drip, drop of those <laughs> matches. Because they're right. going to be good, bro. They're right, going to be good. Right. So I mean, oh my goodness. With those types of names in the draw, the matchups are going to be sick. Very oh, good. Oh, they're going to be so good, bro. Yeah, and yeah. This, so I'm very
0: much looking forward. Go ahead, bro. Right. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, That's and good. then it's also going to give us insight with Serena, because I think you and I were talking. If Serena i think even just makes the finals of this tournament which you know we think she should win it um, we doubt that she's going to play Cincinnati in New York but if she right. happens to take an early loss then she might try to play Cincinnati in, in New York ahead of the US Open
1: right right i mean it's it, i have mixed feelings bro because you want her to gain some confidence so i would like for her to win it, but at the same time, the reason that they're they moved that Cincinnati tournament to New York at the US Open Grounds is so that the players can get a feel for the you know, for the courts and everything. And I kind of want her to play a little bit there as well, just to be able to get that feeling so it doesn't come up as a as a new experience, if you will, getting there. So I don't know, I have mixed I have mixed emotions about it. I, I yeah, I don't know I don't I, I think it'd be better if she, like I said, she just wins the tournament in Lexington because I think that'll go a very far for her confidence um, to be able to win a tournament with all those names in the tournament. Um, and then she can work through the other, you know, the, the actual getting used to the U.S. Open courts, I feel. Um, but at the same time, I don't know that it's a bad thing if she were to take a L before the for the U.S. Open and kind of just get that behind her. You, you know how it is because you never really want a player coming in right. on the street 'Cause then they get shocked in, you know, a first round. So I am all over the place, brother. How you how do you feel about Serena and her chances and what she should play?
0: Well, I'm not as concerned about her getting a fill because remember we heard that she laid down the exact same surface of the <laughs> US open in her backfield. That's true. So That's she true. she's playing on that every single day right now. So um, I I think like you. I think the better scenario is her to win Lexington because that gives her additional confidence of having a win. It gives her a nice couple of weeks off. She can continue to train, uh, come in very uh, uh, rested, uh, because the Lexington tournament is what August the tenth through the sixteenth. The U.S. Open wouldn't start until August the thirty-first. So, you know. Um, I'm going. I'm hoping for the win and then not play Cincinnati because see, then again I start to think if she plays Cincinnati, is that too much consecutive tennis? That's almost like playing a three-week Grand Slam tournament, you know. And yeah, yeah, I I don't need Serena to make it to the finals and have any excuses about being tired or or, <laughs> or whatever. We we need to get rid of this finals uh, little situation we've got going on, but. Um, as a reminder to folks, that tournament in Lexington was really kind of the Washington, D.C. women's tournament that they moved to Lexington for this year. And, um, and it looks like that may be a smart move because we just heard that they have canceled the men's tournament in Washington, D.C. Uh, they felt like time was taken away and they hadn't addressed enough of the issues on how to put this tournament on safely and they weren't going to half-ass it so they decided to go ahead and and to cancel it unfortunately or fortunately whichever way it is uh, we should be looking at it right right i mean you know
1: it's it's you never want to hear that, a, that you know again a, a tournament is is deciding to cancel because that to me then means that you know we're not going in the right direction As it relates to you know this COVID and being able to handle you know uh, or you know being able to contain it if you will so from that standpoint it's disappointing um but you know again we 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 have to adjust we have to be flexible um so you know Palermo again I understand the shade but you know we have to be very very flexible and understand that you know as news comes in as it relates to our numbers and spikes you have to be able to to adjust. And I think that that's what D.C. has done. So it's unfortunate. But hey, they'll be on the calendar for 2021 and they'll be right. you know, they'll be back.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and this is once again a reminder that although we have these tournaments kind of tentatively on the schedule, there is still a final decision for every single one of them as to whether they're, they will come That's off right. Of and so although we've been talking about DC for the men for quite a while, we saw that it can get canceled. Although we've been talking about Simona Hallep at Palermo for a while, we see that she can pull out. <laughs> so one of the things right. that we have coming up on a calendar is July 31st is supposed to be the date that, they're going to make the final decision on the U.S. Open, whether it's going to be a go or not. And I think the Cincinnati tournament is yeah. kind of coupled with that. I think if if, if exactly. the U.S. Open happens, Cincinnati and New York will happen. If it doesn't, Cincinnati and New York will not happen. So, um, right. that wait a minute. That's just in a couple of days. I was just thinking about the date. Today is the 26th. So, yeah, in, a, yeah. in five days. It's Thursday, we'll, right? Or- yeah we'll be getting that word, so we'll know whether or not to get hyped uh, for that, you know, or not.
1: Absolutely, man. Keeping my fingers crossed, man, because like I said, you know, God, we want some live tennis. We really, really do. But again, gotta be safe. Gotta be
0: safe as well, so. Absolutely. And you know, and speaking of the US Open, (laughs) one of the things that you and I have talked about in our last episodes has been, there's this potential on the men's side, right? for the big three not to be there. I mean, we we know Roger is not going to be there. And, and let's talk about Roger for a minute, right? So I think we've recently heard from, yeah, a, from, yeah. from a couple of people that Roger is doing well after the second knee surgery, and he's doing – I heard that his coach said that he's doing some physical things. He's going to be getting back on the courts uh, to hit shortly. And even that he's looking at Roger playing potentially some sort of warm-up prior to the Australian Open. Yeah, it's so interesting, bro, because it's like, you know,
1: you got Severn out there talking about he'll play a warm-up before the Australian. I am pretty sure that during World Team Tennis, I heard Nick Pereira say something around Federer actually might try to hit the courts in 2021. Which I was like, hmm, that seems... Interesting. I mean, of course. I mean 2020? You mean, 2020? Yeah, in 2020, which is like, yeah, it's, it, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. So, it's just very strange. So, I don't know that I'm going to go off of what Nick Pereira said, because, again, Severin is Roger's coach. So, <laughs> if Severin is saying a warm-up tournament, it's likely 2021 that he's right. talking about playing right before the Australian, which would make a lot more sense than him right. trying to – Play anything in twenty twenty, right. um, but I tell I tell you what though, bro. I if I could see Roger Federer in twenty twenty, you better know I'll take it. <laughs>
0: right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I always the Australian Open is is a, is a a realistic additional title opportunity for Roger. So I just want to make sure that everything that he's doing is best positioning him for his best chance. You know, at that tournament. Um, Rafa on the other hand has been very clear about his actions he's been practicing on clay he hasn't mentioned anything about the US he hasn't mentioned anything about hard courts um, I think it's pretty clear that he's not coming to the US Open he's looking to play at least one of those clay court warm ups knowing Rafa he's probably going to play both of them um, and uh, the the Rafa Nadal Open um, you know he, he's going to play that so so we know, we're feeling pretty confident that Nadal and Federer will not be at the U.S. Open. The wild card is Djokovic, just because he always throws a wrench in the thing. thing. Always. We, we're so excited about this, this concept, this idea that there might not be any of the big three at the U.S. Open, and what a battle it's going to be for the rest of the field to you know, kind of come in there and see who can take a Grand Slam title. But I just have this feeling, you know, in the back of my head that Djokovic is going to be like, y'all thought I wasn't coming? Oh, <laughs> uh-uh. no Nadal, no Federer, yeah. I'm I'll going be there. after number 18, <laughs> exactly. I will be
1: there. I, I just have that same feeling, bro. that he is going to jack up that storyline big time. Uh, and he's going to be like, yo, this is a great opportunity for me to slide another one in my pocket? Right. Come, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I really think. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I've already had corona anyway. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, I've been there, done that. Yeah, ain't nobody afraid of no 19. No so, I mean, he's... <laughs> hey, Djokovic is going to be there. He, um, I,
1: uh, I know he is. He is. Yeah, he is. And another person, actually, who is talking about being there... Uh, not part of the Big Three, but part of the Big Four is Andy Murray. So uh-huh. Andy Murray has got you know plans uh, as of now to make the U.S. Open and to come and play. Which, like I said, I, 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 I definitely want to see him in the draw. I just really didn't want to see Novak in the draw. But um, kudos to Andy for feeling like he is in good enough shape now with all of the issues that he's had uh, to be able to come and come to the States and actually play this Grand Slam. So... That that like I said, if it's held, it will be
0: awesome. It's gonna be so good, bro. <laughs> it, it it is, it is. I'm telling you, it's just just things are getting better and better. And it's and and as we continue to talk about these decisions, yes. Oh, see, you Katrina Adams. Um, but you know, as we continue to talk about you know players having to make these very important decisions about their health and where they're playing. There was a very interesting interview that Patrick Mouratoglou had recently, and, and he was saying that a lot of the players, especially the top players, will need to make a decision between whether they play the U.S. Open and or the French Open, because right. just with all the travel stuff going on, all the, you know, the protocols, um, you know, just coming back into playing, you know. He doesn't think he thinks it'll be a little bit too much for a lot of the players to try to do both. Now yeah. you and I both know there's going to be a bunch of players that will do both, and we'll start off with Dominic Team. <laughs> yes, if there is a tournament to be played, Dominic Team is going to be there. But I yes. think, but I think he has a very valid point. I 100% agree. I do
1: think that trying to jam, you know, so much into that window again, it wouldn't be bad if it were normal times. But you've got, you know, a lot of people who simply have not been playing competitive tennis over the last, you know, four or five, six months. So to then ask them to go and just immediately immerse themselves into all of this aggressive tennis and right. competition, it's it's a lot. And I just fear, I fear a lot of people are going to end up pulling up. They're going to end up getting injured and and that we don't want. So I just really hope that folks are being mindful of that and they're really building their schedule around more of a logical you know um, um, you know process if you will right. versus just hey everything's everything's open I'm just gonna go play everything wow. and I tell you what this is the one thing at least what I will say about Dominic team he is playing everything but he's gotten himself back into that physical mode of being able to play everything and still be healthy so with him, if he plays both, I'm not worried about him because right. he's got the reps in. He's good. He's right. a young kid. He's still like 25, 26, 27, something like that. But, you know, I feel like he's really in his prime, so he mm-hmm. won't be at risk of being injured. It's sort of the really older players or, again, the folks who just haven't gotten out there and gotten their, gotten their reps in. That's when you run the risk of getting yourself hurt, yeah. and that's really where I fear for a lot of people trying to play both the U.S. Open and... And the and the French open, i.e. the Nadal open. You know, because again, <laughs> it's like you don't want to do that much in this short of a of a of a no. span. So hopefully though folks are
0: thinking about that. Right, right. And and the thing that has me a little curious is by Patrick Morada saying this. We know the inside information he has on CC Paz, on Coco Golf, and on Serena Williams. So it makes you think, you know. What, what are those players thinking? And, 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 and I throw out to you, Isaac, if Serena wins the U.S. Open and gets number 24, what is she doing with the French? Is she not playing the French now because she's at least got 24 in the bag? Or is she going to try to build on that immediately? She,
1: she plays the French in my eyes. I mean, you have to build on momentum. If you finally get over the hump, mm-hmm. and to me, her winning number 24 is going to be so freeing. It's going to like literally allow her to let her game loose again and just let the tiger out. And to me, why wouldn't you go play the French? Because at this point, you have nothing to lose. Going out there and go and swing out. I mean, swing and swing hard. You know what I'm saying? I would go. I've been like, y'all, y'all just better watch out because I am about to what? Remember how I used to beat down but I'm about to do that to all of y'all. Right? Because I ain't got no more. I ain't got no more pressure at right. that point. She's got the record. I mean, granted, she she's tied, but we already know if she hits 24, she vaults over margaret court simply because margaret court's numbers are already stacked based on the you know all the australians that she won blah 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 we all know that story so to me when serena hits 24 she gets the title and and to me that just takes all of that weight off of her shoulders and allows her to truly play serena
0: williams tennis and that
1: tennis that's scary tennis right there bro it is it is that's scary tennis
0: And we've seen, you know, every time that Serena kind of gets to these certain landmarks and it takes her a minute to get past it, then she goes on a run, right? And, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. still hoping that Serena ends up with, you know, 26, 27. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So that there's not even, I mean, there really won't be a question at 24. But and I tell you, there's another reason why I want her to win the French. Isn't the French the one that she's only won three times? Correct, so so if she gets a fourth French Open, then she can at least tie Steffi Graf on having won each major four times. You know, so just another. Correct. Uh, Correct. I, I think I think the the one last thing she she needs to go for, or can go for, or makes sense to go for, is that Golden Slam. I mean, whether she yep. has a strong chance for it or not, uh, but in twenty twenty one. You know, because that's that's kind of the one thing that Steffi still has, and may continue to have over everybody else is that 1988 year when she everybody. won all four majors and won the gold medal, and at the Olympics. So uh, I would I would like to think. and you know, so and then if Serena, I know we're we're, we're saying a whole lot, right? right? But if Serena. Yeah was able to pull that off, right? I mean, just, I mean, in every single category you can think of, she is the greatest woman player of all time, you know? Absolutely,
1: I mean, at that point, it's just absolutely no question, because right. to be at that age and to be able to go into a year, take all four grandsons and to take you uh, Olympic gold, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like you said, it wouldn't be any question when she hits 24, but if she were to do something like that, she would go down as the greatest athlete probably of all time, just period. Right. I mean, right. because no one does that. I mean, because mind you, Serena is 39, and she will be uh, – she she Was no, she 38? No, she'll be 40 you. next year, right? Because uh, she's ter- she's turning 39 this year. Right, so she would be 40 doing this.
0: Right. That. Right now. Right <laughs> so. No, I mean, she can. Right. I mean, we give Martina Navratilova props for winning uh, a Grand Slam mixed doubles title at forty-nine, but to win a singles title at forty, and especially this day and time when the game is so physical. Yep. That that would be that would be insane. So, um, you know. (laughs) I don't know. That's, that's that. I, I just want her to get this U.S. Open.
1: Just get this U.S. Open, get 24, and then to me the sky is the limit at right. that point because to me at that point everything is just icing on the cake. So she, she should play with absolutely zero pressure and just go out there and let her game shine through. And I really think that there's definitely a few more Grand Slams that she will pick up if that's the case. Right, right, right. So,
0: yeah, man. Hey, I want to take a moment to just kind of remind our listeners, um, kind of what we're doing here. And so we are recording this episode on Instagram Live because we have received feedback that some of our listeners uh, like to see us. So it is for that purpose. We apologize if we're not engaging as much with the comments. We see the comments coming through and and people asking questions. Um, We're not quite paying as much attention to that because we just want to kind of make sure we get through our talking points for today. But we do want to remind people that we have an after show, if you will, on Wednesdays, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it is on a new app that's not out to the public yet. It's called Locker Room. Um, right now it's in beta. I think there are plans for it to launch live in about two months. But as a listener of ours, if you are interested in listening to us on Wednesdays, send us a message through our website, uh, Instagram, Facebook, You know, however you want to directly contact with us. We will send you uh, instructions for uh, special access to be able to come in and to participate in that show. Why do you want to participate in that show? Because that's the one where we are directly engaging with you. We're answering your questions. We're talking about what you want to talk about. And I'm just trying to tell you, the last two weeks we've done this, the conversation has been off the hook on Wednesday nights. We're, We're not as structured. We're a little more free with what we're saying. So we want to uh, encourage you to come out and join us on Wednesdays in the locker room uh, because it's a whole different party. <laughs> that it is. It really is. It's the
1: after party, y'all.
0: It's definitely <laughs> the
1: after show. We get a little loose. I mean, you already know we loose on, on our general podcast, but right. it gets a lot. We we get we have a lot of fun in locker rooms. So come and join us. Yeah, yeah. DM us and, uh, and, and uh, we'll get you that information and, and just
0: come hang out with us. It's a really good, fun time. <laughs> right, right. So, um, you know, Isaac, th- I think you were gonna talk a little bit more about the uh, UTS, um, the yeah, Ultimate yeah. Tennis so, Showdown. Yeah, they got the, right, right. I
1: mean, they started that back up, I believe yesterday, and I think they had Popperin and Philip, Feli Lopez play, and that was a, a good match. Um, in fact, I think it ended up, uh, I think Popperin hit a serve, a second serve out wide and the technology didn't call it, but the umpire called it out because it looked pretty blatantly out. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so that was a little bit of controversy ending the match, but, uh, I believe Philly got through that. Um, but the one that was just hilarious in my opinion was Gasquet versus uh uh Grigor Dimitrov so uh, Grigor is now in UTS and for those of you who don't know you know he was dealing he ended up getting COVID and he's probably the face of COVID for the ATP tour and uh yeah so he's he's back and he's well but Gasquet was like you know what ain't nobody scared of you and your little COVID um and <laughs> he's sm- he smacked him up, dude. He was just like, yeah, I think you still struggling. You need to go and hit that treadmill and get yourself uh, a little bit more fitness. Right. i not ready for this. Right. No. So, yeah, Gasquet put them fangs on him. I mean, he took, like, literally the first three quarters straight up. So, Gregor just had no chance. It was it was, it was was a pretty pretty strong smack up. So, you know, Gregor, you know, we support you here, and we hope that you are better. We're glad to see you back out there. But, yeah, you you – you still got
0: some tightening up to do, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's going on with, with these kind of players that I, I, I think I thought that they are kind of gone and passed their prime with these results? I mean, Kim Kleister's coming back for a second time. We know that's the obvious one. Um, right. Gasquet, I don't really think of Gasquet as uh, a key contender anymore. But And UTS, he has really played well. Uh, and then Tommy Haas, I mean, what's going on with with him, I mean, there's. He did he take that shot that Captain America took and just kind of preserved his <laughs> body from uh, at a certain point. <laughs> Man, he did something. I tell you oh. that,
1: bro. He definitely has turned back the clock. Cause to be 42, that dude looks good. I mean, he, he and he's really good. just looks good. He's hitting the ball just extremely well and. And, and Yeah, I can't be mad at Tom. Tommy. Tommy needs to consider coming back and playing a couple of tournaments, to be honest with you. Right. I mean, right. he looks that good that he actually could. He could do And we always, you know, he's always been very good on grass, too. So uh-huh. you might never know. Maybe next year in the summertime, he might slide into a tournament or two and, and, and just kind of see how he does because... To me, he was playing top-level tennis when he was right. playing
0: against Gasquet and, and Stroof. I mean, just really, really good stuff, man. Right. I just, if he plays grass, I just want him to stay away from Roger Federer. because Exactly, right? Because, yeah, <laughs> he got that W over Roger on grass, so you know he ain't scared of him. Right, <laughs> right. Like, like right. Uh-huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I think that's about all of the points that we have for this week. We yeah. wanted to just kind of encourage everybody. To watch. There's a lot of tennis on TV to watch now. And like we said earlier, we are a week away from real true blue tour tennis starting back again, at least on the women's side of things. But we do have some exciting news to share with you. Next month, the month of August, is going to be a very important month for us. We will be celebrating our one year anniversary of brothers on tennis and you know we're we're so proud of how the first year has gone actually august the 26th is the actual anniversary date uh we debuted at the u.s open uh last year and we're going to be having special shows and special events all throughout the month of august and and isaac you want to talk about uh some of the things we're going to be doing in august yeah, yeah, we've got a we've got a
1: few interviews set up which uh we're very very excited about. So, um some some good content coming at you from, you know, fan appreciation from the from a, you know, a legendary. We'll 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 keep that in, in <laughs> keep you in suspense on that one, but we've got right. some you know, a legendary interview that, that will be coming up. And, and you know, and just, just doing some things that are, are fun, that allow us to just celebrate this year of, of really incredible, incredible results that we've gotten uh, with uh, throughout this uh, you know, journey of this podcast growth. And, and man, just excited, Bryce. Just extremely, extremely excited, man. How are you feeling about the month of August? Well, I'm waiting for you to talk about the big thing for next month. Oh, well, okay. I didn't know if you wanted to integrate that in right now. But, of course, you know, folks, if you don't know, it's all about the merch. Got this, Brothers O' Tennis. Like I said, our shop will be opening up. Uh, um, We're trying to get things uh, going as of August the 1st. So one week, folks. You got one week. And then we're gonna open up our shop. It's right off of our website, www.brothersontennis.com, and that's B-R-U-T-H-A-S on tennis.com. There you go. And we got hats out there. We're gonna have dry fit shirts. Go and point out, it, Bryce. That's right. We got your dry fit. We got hoodies. We got sweatshirts. I mean, we've got our base, you know, uh, merch. And and we just want everybody to to get in there, man. You want to you want to be outfitted in the Brothers on Tennis gear. Um, because we feel really good about this. It's a very, very, very powerful and strong statement when you're wearing brothers on tennis. It means a lot, especially these days. And everybody can wear it, and we want you to wear it because we want you to represent. So, yeah, one more week, y'all, and uh, and we're and we rolling. So we want you to roll with us. So be ready, and, uh, and let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm I'm very excited. I I mentioned to Isaac yesterday that um, uh, Coach Brian, I got a message from him yesterday, and he ran into someone who had been uh, a follower of us from day one. They were actually a part of our pilot group before um, we launched last year. And he said, yeah, I ran into Raheem and Raheem had his brother's own tennis hat on. How can I get me one? So we we are definitely trying to get those available. Um, you know, I just need for everybody to pray and put their hands on their PayPal account for me so we we can go ahead and work out this last issue we got with PayPal. But
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, uh, right? <laughs> But, you know, as long as we can get that resolved in this next week, we will be ready to go for next weekend. That's right. That's right. Very, very excited about that, brother. It's, it's, it's good, man. Right. Yeah. So we'd like to once again thank our listeners who will be listening to this in podcast form. And for those of you that are watching this on Instagram, you can go back. And we have, what, 59 other episodes from this previous year that you can right. go back. And if you, you're, you're kind of reminiscing about tennis and missing some tennis, uh, we have some entertaining episodes out there that you can find on our website, and we're on almost every podcast platform you can think of, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitchers, SoundCloud, Pandora, you know the list. So being able to say you can't find us will not be an excuse because we're out there, we're everywhere. Um, if you can't find us, you probably spelled our name wrong. So once again, <laughs> that is. B R U T H A S on tennis. That's our handle on all of our platforms. So, that's right. Isaac, unless you have anything else you'd like to share, um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to sign off for this week. Um, From Brothers on Tennis, this is your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we're looking to have that merch for you next week. So, look (laughs) out for it, everyone.